right, hey y'all. Uh, thank you for joining me again. We're here with another segment of Real Conversation, and I'm joined again by my friend Debbie. If you would listened last week, uh, you listened to our conversation about work life and how we can glorify God in, in the midst of um, going to work day in and day out. And Debbie is joining me again because I wanted her to share her story. She has a very powerful testimony of God's love and His faithfulness and you know his redemption she loves butterflies and uh, that to her I, I think that's a picture of how God has transformed her and her yes. life and taken um, maybe the, the ugly and the bad that has happened to her in her life and has turned it into this beautiful this beautiful story just like what you see in a butterfly and I, I just want her to share because there's going to be folks out there that are listening that can identify with her with her story, parts of her story. She wants folks to know that there is help uh, if you're in the midst of pain because of anything in your past. So, Debbie, thank you for joining me again. And just start off with tell me a little bit about yourself, your background, stuff like that. Well, I was born in Macon, Georgia. We lived there until I was about seven, then moved to Tucker, and then I've lived in Villarica since I was 10, so we won't say how long that is, <laughs> but it's been a while. I, I wasn't really um, raised in church, honestly. I I, uh, I knew who God was but from my grandmother, because every time we visited her, I went to church, mm-hmm. and we had to dress up, and and all of that, so thank God for her. Um, but occasionally we would go um, with my aunt or uncle to church. My mom would. Dad never went. So, yeah, I got saved in a Baptist church because I was scared that I was going to go to hell. Mm-hmm. Um, it was that kind of thing. But I did feel something. Um, got saved when I was 10 years old. And, um, but didn't really know what that was, honestly. Was baptized then as well. Me, my brother, my mom, and my uncle all were baptized together. Um, so I remember that. But it, it took me until, honestly, I was a mom mm-hmm. to realize that, hey, this is my responsibility now to, to teach my children who God is mm-hmm. and, and to, to grow a closer relationship to him myself. Yeah. So it took me a really long time to get there. But it doesn't matter how long it takes you. He's always there. That's right. And he's waiting for you to just give it to him. Right. So, so cool. yeah, that's kind of the, the gist, I guess. There are circumstances in your childhood that you feel like have affected or did affect some of the decisions you made as you move forward and grew into into adulthood to a level that you're comfortable with. Just kind of share some of those things. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing that's that has stood out and that I've learned is that, you know, when I was nine years old, I was molested by my next-door neighbor. It, it was horrific. Uh, I won't go into details of what he did, but it was very scary mm-hmm. for a nine-year-old to go through and at that you know this was in the 70s so at that um 
or maybe it was, yeah, it was 70s, um, early 70s. Nothing was really done about it. You know, my dad and my uncles went and confronted him and his wife lied and said she was there and that I made it up. So mm-hmm. nothing was done about it. But I feel like, and I've learned through healing processes that that warped my little mind about what sex was. Mm-hmm. And so it it affected me the rest of my life. And I had just this um, warped ideal of relationships and sex and, you know, had nightmares over and over about what happened. So I, um, yeah, I believe that that affected my, my sexuality. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how do you, because of that, that traumatic experience and then leading to, I assume, a life of promiscuity, you know, as a teenager and early adulthood, like how do you reconcile others' bad choices and how it negatively affected your life? Like how does that you know, how does God use that? And from me asking from a person who had, didn't experience right. that, like it just right. seems like something that you can't get to a place of yeah. reconciliation, I guess. Right. Um, it really takes, um, honestly, <laughs> forgiveness mm-hmm. is, is the key. Um, and again, that took me a really long time to get that. And it took it took a long time for me to to just um, I literally wrote this man a letter mm-hmm. as an adult. Mm-hmm. I didn't give it to him, obviously, but it was healing for me mm-hmm. to forgive him. And I had to, yeah. And I forgive my I had to forgive my parents mm-hmm. for not taking it more seriously mm-hmm. and never talking about it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's definitely about forgiveness. Mm-hmm. So, a big part of your story is you have an, you have an abortion in your past. Um, and that's what led you to to work here at Pregnancy Resource Center. So, tell me tell me a little bit about that. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> whatever whatever you're comfortable with. Um, yeah, so, you know, like I said, um, I had, I, I was looking for love through sex, really. Um, I, I was married, had um, a two-year-old, was divorced, actually, with a two-year-old. Um, and still looking for, for love, honestly because I didn't get it, mm-hmm. um, hadn't found it yet, thought I had, but did not. And so I spent a night with a man and ended up pregnant um, from that one night and really didn't know what to do um, because I was single and had a two-year-old and, and I didn't have support 
Um, my mom basically told me I couldn't raise two children by myself, and I knew that this guy was not going to be the one to to help me or to be a role model. I mean, I just mm-hmm. it was just one of those bad situations. And so that's why I chose abortion. My friend told me where she had had one and told me where to go, and so I did that and regretted it from the moment it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish that I had had somewhere like the pregnancy center to someone to talk to me and tell me the truth about abortion and and what you go through, um, both physically and mentally. So um, I found 13 years after my abortion, um, that same friend told me about the pregnancy resource center and the post-abortion recovery so I came through that. I was going through a divorce at the time, so it was just a very emotional mm-hmm. season. Uh, my second divorce. Uh, um, so it was a uh, it was a tough season, but very healing at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I knew then that God was going to um, use my story to help other women. And it took you know some more years after that for me to get there, but it was by divine intervention that the director of the Pregnancies Resource Center at the time came in and I cut her hair and she told me about you know she talked about it and and said um, and I just knew then that that was God's way of telling me you need to be here Mm -hmm. and she encouraged that so um, I did start volunteering and mostly with the post-abortion recovery I, I assisted with that and and then the position to work here um, came, and uh, and that's that's it. I've been able to share, you know, what I went through, my story with with girls that come in here that are contemplating abortion and tell them the truth about it, and and I've had countless women that because of God changed their mind mm-hmm. about having an abortion after hearing that there was no condemnation coming from me right. because I've been exactly right. where they have been mm-hmm. had some of the same stories right. yeah. Um, so so yeah that's that's kind of the my passion yeah. about being here and I don't want anybody to have to go through that yeah yeah um, well, you, where does God come into, and you've talked a little bit about this, but he's, that terrible time in your life that was shameful because of a one night stand and then more shame on top of that with becoming pregnant and then yeah. another level of shame with making a decision to have an abortion where does God, like, somebody might be sitting there thinking, God can't crack, he can't crack into all that shame. But he did for you. How did how did he do that? How does he come into the story? Well, he, he does it for everybody. Um, we just have to realize his, his love. And there is no condemnation mm-hmm. in Christ Jesus. That's right. Um, he redeemed me, and you know, into that that girl. 
from that girl mm-hmm. that I was. Mm-hmm. And he's transformed me like a butterfly yeah. into the woman I am today. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, so many years later, how many years has it been since your abortion? Um, 32 years. So 32 years. Um, and you get to honor your child every day. Tell me, tell me about, about your child that you get to honor. Um, Kayla is her name. I felt like it was a girl and, um, I recognize her now as a part of my family. Mm-hmm. Um, I have two living children that I gave birth to, and I have a little girl in heaven yeah. that I'll be able to see one day. And isn't that so good of God to, he's giving you that hope to look forward to. Yeah. Because he could say, well, you you aborted her, so you don't get to have any kind of time with her. But he doesn't. Yeah. He's that loving and that gracious, and he says, she's waiting for you. When you when you arrive, and you will get to spend eternity with her worshiping me, you know? Yes. It's, yeah. And he's, you know, he's given me dreams of that, mm-hmm. of her meeting me. Yeah. In heaven. Yeah. It, it's overwhelming, it, but yet it's for a God to love you that much, to give you that hope, to redeem what you thought was lost. You know, it's awesome. Um, and, and you've received healing. Talk me through that healing process. And God used Pregnancy Resource Center and the post-abortion um, support group. What was what was that healing process like? Um, and that may be going off the cuff a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, during the post-abortion um, program, I'm all snotty, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, there's a memorial service, and and we give our unborn children names because um, that's just recognizing them that they were, in fact, a baby, mm-hmm. uh, that they weren't a blob of tissue or whatever people would have you believe. Mm-hmm. Um, they really were a child that God created in your womb. Um, and if they had been born, they would have had a name. So... Mm-hmm. Um, that part, and I found through doing the post-abortion recovery, that part is what makes it real for women. Mm-hmm. Um, that they can recognize that they they did have children, that they are forgiven, and that they can forgive themselves. Right. That's the hardest mm-hmm. part is forgiving yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where you know my healing came was being able to just recognize that that I have a daughter and I will see her again and you know being able to help other women Mm -hmm. um, whether it be through the post-abortion recovery or 
here in the center telling them my story and telling them how horrific abortion is, um, that's healing for me as well. Yeah. That helps me every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gives you opportunities to go into to local churches and yeah. to tell your story. And again, it's, you honor Kayla by telling that story. Um, and, and yeah, like you say, you sit across from these girls and these young ladies that come here and you say, don't do what I did. You know, right. it's not it's not this glamorous thing that's portrayed in the media or in the culture. It's not a quick fix. It really is. Um, you carry it with you for the rest of your life. Um, and so many people, and I was one of those people that didn't understand that um, the baby had our heartbeat already mm-hmm. and at my the stage that I had an abortion my baby could feel the pain wow. and when I found that out it was heartbreaking mm-hmm. so I, I mean sometimes I'll share that with these girls mm-hmm. you know the baby can actually feel the pain mm-hmm. of what's going to happen to them why would you want to do that right that there's a there's a life there mm-hmm. and you know again I don't condemn anybody I don't shame them because I know that mm-hmm. um, but um, I tell the truth in love right you know right so that they know they need to know the facts mm-hmm. I wish I had right. so and God created us as women to we're you know to nurture and yes. to yes. And to um, you know, to be to be mothers, he's created that. There's that desire. It's it's in us. You can't deny it. The culture's not going to change it. You know what? The trends are not going to. You know they may say that's not, but it is. It's built inside of you by our Creator, and when that part of you is, you know, just. For a lack of a better word, ripped out of you. Yeah. It it goes against everything that's inside of you that you can't you can't deny. You can't deny it. You can't deny that that baby is already a part of you from the first sale. Mm-hmm. It it's a part of you growing inside of you. So when that is lost, whether it be through miscarriage or abortion, right. you lose a part that's of right. you. Yeah. And and people don't, women don't realize that, but it's already a part of them. Right. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I want them to know that. Yeah, I want them right. to know the truth about it. You know, and, and God's in charge of the rest. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he knows what's what they're going to do, and he's got them. But at least he put us in this place, these divine appointments, right. to share the truth mm-hmm. with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've talked about redemption a little bit tell me how that fits into your life um, then and now like what how has God redeemed even even the way that you you viewed love and sex how has he redeemed that now well he showed me that his way is is best you know I I um when I married my husband, now we've been married four and a half years. It unfortunately it took me this long to really. I mean, I was single for 17 mm-hmm. years, but I knew 
that I was gonna do it God's way. Um, marriage, if I was to marry again, not to have sex outside of marriage. And as a, as a grown woman, you know, that was laughed, laughed yeah, at right. because, oh, who, who does that, mm -hmm. you know? But I wanted to do it the way God intended and it didn't work the other way. So, so he, you know, why not try it his way? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> and oh, it's, yeah, we did that. And, and Jeff was very um, accepting of that and was agreeable. That was his heart too. That's so, good. so we did that and yes, he's blessed that. And he's redeemed all that other garbage. Um, given me a wonderful, you know, man of God. Mm -hmm. So even even y'all's relationship, yours and Jeff's, because yeah. you did you dated some in high school. Yeah. Right? Went to prom together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um had a had a serious relationship with yeah. him. Yeah. Um back at, when you were teenagers right. and to redeem that to bring you to yeah. a place of sanctity of your marriage, um, in your marriage bed. Is is really awesome, and I saw, I saw that yeah. whole process, a yeah. little bit of it, mm -hmm. you know, of you went to an event representing pregnancy center. Yeah. Uh, you left out of here on a Thursday, had all the stuff ready for the event on Saturday. You come back Monday, and you were talking about <laughs> this guy that you had you had reconnected with, yeah. and not that long later, y'all were married. <laughs> Yeah, I think just a couple of months. months. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was cool to watch God honor your faithfulness and just giving you the desires of your heart. And He will do it every time. Yes, and He will. You honor Him first. Yes, and then He's. He said, "I love. I would love to give you this. Yeah, um, and I'm going to give it to you with open hands." So, yeah, it was awesome yeah, to it, see that. It is awesome. Yeah. Um, he continues to redeem your life and your story, like we said, by allowing you to speak to, to girls every day, to young ladies, to tell your story in churches. Because um, 7 out of 10 women in, that are sitting in churches have experienced an abortion. That's yeah. 70%. And when you stand up there, and I know that people come up to you after every time you speak and say, that's my story. Can you help me? You know, you're the first person I've told. Yeah. You know, it, it baffles my mind, but yet God uses, he's using you in redeeming the bad to good. You know, that verse in Romans right. where he works out all things for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. You love God. That's obvious by your words and your actions, how you treat people. Um, and you are called according to his purpose. You are called to to stand up and testify of what he's done. And you do that. And so he brings the good from yeah. your back. I mean, you're human. You made bad oh, decisions. Yeah. You made yeah. some bad choices. And he's bringing good from that. And yeah. things that happened to you were bad as a child. But yet, again, he, he's bringing forgiveness and healing and all glory to God, right? Amen. Yeah. 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 I love the the um, <clears throat> the scripture that says, you know, he's taken me out of the muck and the mire mm -hmm. and he's clothed me with his righteous mm -hmm. robes, his right. robes of righteousness. Right. Yeah. Um, 
that's exactly how I feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Because yeah. you could have chosen to stay in the muck and the mire, yeah. you know, but you he called out to God. Right, right. Yeah. You called out to God and he has lifted you up. He set you on firm ground of his love and his forgiveness and his grace. It's a firm place to stand. And yeah, he's he's taking off those rags of oh, yeah. um, shame and condemnation, and he's clothed you with his right, not yours. He is. He is. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, what would you say to women? So, we've said there's probably folks out there that have the same story or a similar story to you. Yeah. What would you say to them? Um, again, you know, there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. There is help, um, and He wants, God wants you to be healed and whole from this. He wants to redeem each and every one of His children. Mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So where can someone who is struggling with the, the choice of having an abortion um, or someone's facing an unplanned pregnancy or in a crisis, where can they turn locally and, and otherwise? Um, well, our PRC um, offers uh, the post-abortion healing program. Mm -hmm. um, of course, we are also here for anyone that is pregnant, um, unplanned or otherwise. Yeah. Um, but several pregnancy resource centers, if you're not, you know, in Carrollton, um, there's pregnancy resource centers all over the world that that are there for mm -hmm. that. They're there to help mm -hmm. you. Yeah. And most of them do have post-abortion healing because we know the importance of that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, absolutely reach out to a pregnancy resource center in your area right. for, for help for that. And we have two... Um, international affiliates that we're a part yeah. of heartbeat international care net um and they you know check out their website they probably could they probably have a list of pregnancy centers that offer those services um you know you can give us a call we're here like i said we're here in Carrollton, and our telephone number is 770-832-0256 debbie leads our post-abortion recovery program um, and call and give come you know pick up the phone and give her a call and she would love to talk to you that Absolutely. you are you are unnatural at that because you have been you can sit across I couldn't I couldn't do that I couldn't sit across from somebody that had made that choice and come from a place of understanding I mean I can't I can try <laughs> I can try and muster it up as much as I can, but I'm I'm not going to know what it feels like to sit in that chair in that clinic, and to to go through all that that you went through, and that's a lot for you. Well, for them to trust someone mm -hmm. with that story, mm -hmm. they have to know. I believe that you are coming from a place that they they you understand. Right. Right. Well, so I just want to thank you because I know every time you share your story, it's, it's hard. You have to revisit the pain. Um, and that's hard to do, but you don't fight it. 
because you know that God's going to honor it. And, and I, I do hope that somebody listening to this will reach out and get the help and the support that they need and, and not go another day carrying all that, that you carry from having an abortion. Um, and I, I love you. I thank you and I, that you share your story. And, you know, this has been a serious topic and we're not going to, we're not going to end out with a joke or anything like that, but we're just going to say, help is there. Please get the help that you need. God does not want you to continue in a place of shame and condemnation. Amen. And. We love you, sisters and brothers. You know, there, there are men out there, too, yeah. that, that might have this story, and there's help for you. So get find the help that you need. Um, don't let the enemy keep you down any, another day. Amen. Enough is enough. Well, Debbie, I love you, and I thank you for joining me today. And um, I, I, just, I just can't thank you enough. You're my sister, and we have fun together. And even... Even when we're sad, we're together, right? Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys. Again, subscribe, get, leave a rating, and tune in next time for another another episode. I'll meet you right back here. This has been Carmen and Debbie. Go be real. The world needs to see us.